0: Hello, and welcome to Confessions of a Grieving Mother, Holiday Edition by Emma's Emma's Footprints. Tracy and I know how difficult it can be to communicate your emotions after your pregnancy or infant loss and navigating relationships with those around you. Through the end of the year, we will be sharing healthy tips and tools on how to survive the holidays while grieving. Our goal is to guide you, share ideas with you,
1: and prepare your heart for this holiday season. You are not alone. Good morning. Good morning, and welcome to Confessions of a Grieving Mother Holiday Edition. I'm Tracy. I'm Emma's mom, and I'm Julie Gus's mom. And today on the phone, we have brought back our beautiful, talented, amazing LCSW, <gasps> Pam Pressler. She Wait. is on episode Q. Pam, three. Episode two, two. Oh no.
0: Oh, I'm I think sorry. Three or four? I, oh my gosh. I think
1: four i'm sorry i thought you meant the holiday episodes. oh um i don't know something i think four so go back and listen to pam on episode four and then listen to this yeah (laughs) she's amazing you'll understand why we why we love her so much so we brought you back pam um because well number one you had such good feedback
0: yeah we already love you but our followers loved listening to your podcast
1: did your Aw, phone start neat. blowing up? Thank you. <laughs> I know.
2: Yeah, it usually does, but it was, yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it, and I got a lot of good feedback, too, so thank awesome. you.
1: We should have said, when you call Pam, tell them <laughs> Confessions of a Grieving Mother sent you. <laughs>
2: right. Exactly. We missed that opportunity.
1: Okay, so we're going to jump in, um, and holidays are hard. Um, they can be heavy, especially for grieving parents. So we wanted to pick your brain with um, some wisdom for our listeners of how to to navigate through this so okay we're, good we're gonna we're, gonna ask we're at yes yeah, so we want we want to
0: find we want to find the right words to communicate to our families
1: um, to their families I should say or their friends after a loss yeah we, we had asked our listeners some questions uh, our Facebook followers and somebody had said they don't want to just say I'm fine so sure can sure. we can we start there
2: yeah i mean i think it's a great it's a great place to start and navigating the holidays is i mean it's always hard for grieving families um and so i guess my first thought when you bring up that question is you know kind of the whole basis behind how to help families who have had an infant or pregnancy loss which is really trying to create some predictability for them and i think the holidays is another layer of loss where we feel the unpredictability you know the uncertainty Mm -hmm. and while we can't expect to manage all the outcomes right we can set things in place that can help us feel more secure um, and less you know out of control and less flailing while we're coming into those so um one thought i have is is just to to really start thinking from a proactive level you know the holidays are coming. Everybody mm-hmm. knows the hol- holidays are coming, and and on top of that, we know we're grieving. So, what do we need? That's the question to ask our ask ourselves. What do we need, and how how do I create a space that I can? begin to create some soft spots for myself mm-hmm. that um, knowing there may be hard times there probably will be hard times I mean right. that's a reality mm-hmm. of grief in the holidays is that there will be hard times but it's kind of taking an inventory of myself and looking at what do I need in order to in order to make it through in a way that I feel like I've honored myself and created a place for myself to heal through this so
1: and I One think just I have- that is um, a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I think a lot of people don't even know that. Right. I think that's the first step is recognizing that, you know, I, I, I can ask myself, what do I need? But what do And you then the me? next step is actually doing it. Yeah.
2: Well, Yeah. So, and so... You know, in that, just like you said, Tracy, and we've talked about this in other places and, and you know, I share this with people in my office, and the support group is is really starting to <clears throat> be aware and be intentional about asking for what we need. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, um if someone knows that there's a holiday gathering and one of their family members recently had and has a you know has a newborn and recently had a baby and that is just like insurmountable it just feels like just not a place that they really feel that they can be then it's really coming up with a proactive plan for what that's going to look like and oftentimes that requires a conversation Mm -hmm. with a significant other so if our husband spouse you know boyfriend girlfriend whomever if if they're involved in, in this, is to really have a conversation about what are your expectations, what are my expectations, what do you think you can handle, what do I think I can handle, and how are we going to make a plan around that? Maybe the plan, and the plan and the plan doesn't have to be extreme necessarily. It doesn't mean you have to shut down the holidays and not do anything, but the plan may be, you know, we're going to go into these situations, and at any point, either of us feel uncomfortable. We give a signal and we leave. We gracefully bow mm-hmm. out. Yeah. yeah. the other the other piece of that is is letting other people know and that's dependent on who you feel comfortable sharing those feelings with so if you're going to your mother-in-law's for Christmas and you know your sister-in-law is going to be there who just had a newborn and that does not or you know is pregnant or whatever and you know that's you're concerned about that being a potential hard time for you maybe it's having a conversation with your mother law together saying hey look we're coming, we're looking forward to coming, but we don't know how this is going to feel for us because, you know, it's unpredictable. And if we don't feel good and we need to leave, we don't want to offend you, but we're going to have to bow out. And so just kind of communicating through that. Right. Instead of just leaving the house. Or and, just
1: sitting there through it. Right. And, or and just and sitting there down. and
2: suffering. Yeah. And then, you know, tanking when you do leave. Right. Right. Um, Another, another, like tool I think that's really helpful because I think and I hear this all year long but it's you know you're you see more people through the holidays obviously and oftentimes you see people who you maybe haven't seen throughout the year and at the time of your loss and so you're kind of faced with reopening that wound when yes. you walk into holiday gatherings yeah. and things like that you know it's kind of like oh no I know I'm walking into this and I know there's going to be questions and all those things we think we know right mm-hmm. and we're probably not far off but it's it's coming up with a mantra with your significant other about what you want to communicate during those conversations. Because I think one thing that's really hard is when people approach us and we feel completely caught off guard. Yeah. And you know, your face turns red and your heart starts beating and the tears come to your eyes and it's just kind of like, how do I say what I want to say? Yeah, And so again, having a proactive conversation with your significant other, that may be something like, All right, when people approach us, we're just going to say thank you for asking. We appreciate it so much. We're really not ready to talk about it right now, or tonight's not the night we really want to talk about it, but we really appreciate you asking, and just setting a boundary in that way. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of rehearsing that, so when people do approach you, it just kind of rolls off your tongue, and it doesn't put you in a space to, like, take a step back emotionally right? in that moment. You have control of... um
1: yeah kind of your feelings so what pam if there is no significant other mm-hmm. to, to bounce that off of what yep. what's kind of your suggestion and you do it that? on
2: your own <laughs> <laughs> then you then you sit down and you think you put about a mirror this, up uh, <laughs> you talk you, to yourself you call me, and we'll get a quick zoom meeting and we make a plan for how to, how to establish those but it's really the same thing it's taking that ownership for yourself and recognizing what your limits are and being able to speak to that yeah. and just being conscientious to think it through before you walk into it Mm -hmm. you know we have had when we've had a loss we've had so much unpredictability and oftentimes trauma and feelings of being completely out of control and it's just making a plan for yourself and how you're going to approach it um And then I guess the other thing is, is just recognizing that you can't control and manage all of it. And you don't know what's going to throw you and giving yourself grace in that. So you may walk into a party and not have any anticipation that it's going to be a bad situation or for you or take you somewhere bad, you know, or emotionally, negatively in, in that meeting, but you may go in and be thrown by something. Who knows? It could be, you know, anything. It could be Unwrapping a present, or thinking about what it would be like if the baby was there with you during the holiday, and so it's just kind of riding that current. It's like getting on the surfboard and riding the wave. You, yeah, just going with where you are and being able again to speak to what you need, especially in those unpredictable times. You know, this doesn't feel good. I did not expect this. I think I'm done for the evening. I'm yeah. going to go home and you can know, you just live my inside my and... head? I am <laughs> <I'm just>
1: like. <laughs> I remember, (laughs) I would rather hear Pam's voice than my own voice.
0: I remember um, back to the first holiday after meeting with Pam. And I remember saying these things like, I'm uncomfortable. I, you know, and those things, I mean, unless somebody's like, I mean, coaching you through it or mm-hmm. helping you through it. You don't have those words. You don't just know that information. But that's exactly how you feel. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I mean, crap, I am very uncomfortable mm-hmm. right now. But how do I say it? You just say, I'm right. uncomfortable. Right. Why is that so hard yes. for us?
1: But if Pam was in my ear. Yeah. It's like, you're just so kind. And so, okay, I can do it. I can. I am.
2: Well, it just helps you feel, you know, in a very powerless Situation, it helps you feel empowered. Yeah, and that's the goal is to empower yourself that you you can do this, you know, and and you don't have to, you know. The other the other thing is is and and I can remember one client that I worked with who was really concerned about their their kind of customary. Holiday get together and what that was going to look like, and just just kind of navigating drama, family members, and all those things. And she just was not emotionally in a space to manage that. And I said, "Well, what about creating your own your own new custom or ritual for the holiday? What about inviting who you want to your party? You know, maybe sending out an invite invitation and and you know scheduling it for a certain amount of hours. Say, you know, I'm having a hol- you know holiday dinner from." four to seven we'd love for you to join us mm-hmm. and just kind of putting a cap on it right yeah and and just kind of creating what might be something new that you can experience as opposed to feeling like you have to go back into those situations where you're feeling a lot of unpredictability
1: yeah and there's a lot of pressure in the holidays yeah to do you know to do i think what everybody else wants mm-hmm. and and uh in normal years you know i mean it's just kind of what you do but then add Grief and your feelings and yeah. missing your baby. Right, it it's it's not a normal Christmas for you. No. You know, and I think people yeah. need to understand that. Um, you know, moms and dads and, and family members. This is not the normal, yeah, run of the mill Christmas that happens every year. Right, um, and no. you give yourself grace. Give your whoever that mom is and dad love them and just give them grace in that mm-hmm. space to try to figure it out because it's super confusing. Yeah,
0: Yeah.
2: absolutely. I mean, it's, and the other piece of this is it's okay not to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is absolutely. And it's, it's giving yourself that pass too. you know, you know, it is Christmas and you can celebrate at home by yourself or not celebrate at home by yourself. And, you know, it's really, you know, recognizing that if you don't have the energy, emotional energy to go into the, and, and be festive then there's nothing requiring anyone to do that
1: right because it, it leaves you so broken. What, I was going to say broken. what are
0: some words um, that the listeners could take away like if they're feeling very pressured to do um, do, do a holiday gathering that they don't want to go to and they don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings by saying no or just like um, you know I, I can't do that this year And they feel like they need more words than that. What would be some words that they could Give us some mantras.
2: (laughs) Okay. Well, the first thing I would say is, is that to be aware that we can't manage anybody else's feelings and emotions. Yeah. So, so trying to do so is an exhausting, you know, unrealistic expectation. We just can't. So we really can't especially when we're grieving walk into a situation and say okay I'm going to do this and say this so that they respond this way and this happens that's just it's just never going to happen yeah (laughs) so so really what I try to and this goes for all my clients not just grieving clients is to just coach people to understand that the only person you can control is yourself and as long as you walk into a situation with pure intention and pure motive and what I mean by that is I'm walking into the situation and I'm going to set boundaries and I'm not doing it because I don't love this person or I want to hurt this person or I have some way of I'm trying to navigate their emotions I'm just doing this because this is what's going to make me feel healthiest Mm -hmm. and that's the pure motivation then you can never lose doing doing that so in in what you know in having those conversations it may be something like you know thank you for the invitation but as you know we've had this really hard year and we're just preferring to stay home and stick you know have a very quiet holiday um and really we we want to try to make the best of it but we're just really trying to get through it and that's it yeah right and that's it that's the end of it and then what somebody else does and how they respond is really on them because you're not doing it to hurt the other person you're doing it to create a space for yourself to heal and that's really what it's all about you you know, we, we all know that that doesn't often go over well with relatives who are mm-hmm. excited and looking forward to seeing you, or maybe want to check in and make sure you're okay, or whatever that is. But it's not really ours to manage,
1: right? And um, it kind of made me think of something. This this is very helpful for the first Christmas after a loss, but this applies to any other Christmas. I think you know. It, it, oh yeah. This, you can't just. It's not just. <laughs> no. Oh, you get the to use this pass. You know, year uh-huh. one, uh-huh. <laughs> right? It's um, you know, maybe year three it, that you just had. You can use all of these tips and tricks and mantras for for any holiday because you, you have to listen to your heart, right, and know what your absolutely. what your heart wants yeah, and what's healthiest for you.
2: So, well, and I mean, it could be Fourth of July, right? You know, it could be it could be any time of the year. It just it seems to really surface around the holidays because. excuse me I feel I feel like it has a lot to do with feeling pressured to be places because there are expectations right around customs and all those things but I think the other piece I would suggest and I you haven't if you don't mind just a little shift there yeah I think the other thing it's really important is to just remember to honor your you know take time to honor your baby through the holidays um, and I'm not saying you have to, you know, organize a 5k or a turkey trot or anything like that, but I'm, I'm just saying, even if it's just a Christmas ornament on the tree or, you know, um, yeah. you know, decorating a little something, you know, whatever it is, but just really making sure spending time honoring your baby. And that can be a very private situation and that's absolutely acceptable. It's whatever you need, but not to, um, maybe skip that stuff because i find that that can be very healing for people
1: yeah it builds up so we had we uh, again we asked our you know facebook followers questions Mm -hmm. for us um, and one one was a mom i'm gonna read it and it it touches on this uh, what you're talking about she said how do you get over the fear of wanting to celebrate christmas but my loss was two weeks before christmas four years ago this is the first year i want to celebrate this year but i feel guilty
2: so I mean, whenever whenever I hear that, I mean that's you know, it's sad, it breaks my heart. I hear her pain and that, um, but I also hear that tug and I and, and I picture if you could picture in your mind, it's like getting pulled on one arm one way and pulled on the other arm the other way. It's like <clears throat> the the guilty piece where that where I heard that word comes from never wanting to feel less close and attached and connected to our baby, but also craving some sense of normalcy, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, normalcy, quote-unquote, like, whatever, right. whatever that is, not painful, right? And so, how do we do that? And I think really taking that time to honor the baby that you lost is the key. So, you know, previously, in, like in our last podcast, I talked about focused grieving and how, you know, I've kind of developed that into being even more so a structured planned event where daily you take time you know if it's three o'clock every day for 10 minutes to walk in and then walk out of that grief well around the holidays you could make that look a little different it might be at three o'clock every day you're going to you know you know, sing Silent Night and put an ornament on the tree, or whatever that is, so that you do feel like you're walking in and spending time with your baby. But then in the evening, maybe you're going over and having, you know, dessert at a relative's house, so you're not feeling guilty about trying to enjoy that time. So it really gives your brain an ability to almost, lack of better terms, compartmentalize when yeah. it feels like everything's flooding together, yeah. um, and just kind of separates things out so that it alleviates that propensity for the grief to kick in. i'm sorry the guilt to kick in
1: yeah it's really i mean back to it, it's it's being proactive and having mm-hmm. a plan yeah because yep because these emotions will pop up they're coming yep and why it's oh yeah also they are. important to
0: um take care of yourself and if that means <laughs> i'm plugging pam if that means go sit with pam <laughs> yes that means go sit with pam yep
2: yep yeah, for sure. I mean, it's holidays. I mean, holidays are interesting. I think too for grieving parents because it's scary, and, and and as maybe much we're not looking forward to them. I I often find for grieving parents there is a calm that comes from them. Um, you know, a calm and a connection time with their babies, and and it's really it can be a beautiful time for healing. Mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting it's an easy time, but it can be a beautiful time for healing for sure.
1: Yeah. And, you know, especially if you have other children, um, you know, a mom might feel guilty for taking time from her living children to spend, you know, with with the baby that has passed. But I mean, do that. Yeah. And you can also incorporate, you know, the siblings in with it. and, And yeah, kind of to your point, Pam, that, the holidays is a kind of a, um, you talk about family and you're with family, you know, it's not like a random Tuesday in right. March, right? That doesn't really make sense. It's, because it, it, we need that permission, you know, as as grieving parents. And it, it kind of, I like how you said that. Yeah. It, it can be a beautiful thing. And people understand, oh, I'm lighting a candle for Emma, right. you know. Again, it's not a random Tuesday in March where it's like, right. what? It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. That makes, it makes sense. sense. Yeah. 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 So to, to walk to step into those those moments and those memories. You're good, Pam. Absolutely. <laughs> She's so good. What um, any final piece of advice
2: for this podcast episode? Um I guess I mean, I guess my, my thought just goes back to you again and I think Julie said it, I believe, is really Um, taking time for self-care you know I know that's pretty basic but coming back if 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 anyone decides to go spend time in a you know a, a social situation or in a family situation and you find yourself raw or you know sad or even edgy and you know prickly when you come back just recognize that that is that is your that's your sign to go take time for yourself whether again it's a bubble bath a walk outside in the snow you know holding your baby's blanket and crying whatever it needs to be but just taking some time for yourself to kind of to just kind of wash yourself and cleanse yourself of what's what's happened and shift yourself into a different place but it's really a place to care for yourself and and pamper yourself in a way that uh creates that place for you to heal from that and use it as a compass you know if you walk into one situation and it doesn't feel good probably the next day walking into a similar situation isn't going to feel very well either
1: yeah yeah that's good yeah which um you bring up next in next week's episode will be a bunch of tips on (laughs) self-care Oh, good. Yeah. So listeners, Yay. you'll have to tune in next week because Pam hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And next week, we'll give you a bunch of ideas yeah. on oh. how to do that. Big and little. Does
2: it involve Tiffany at all? Oh.
1: Um, <laughs> well, it was we kind of, kind of COVID COVID-friendly friendly edition. Oh, you know? I see. Like, if you can't really <laughs> sure. go go get yes. a
0: massage or go get a pedicure, you should try it at home. <laughs>
1: right. But if it's not COVID and you're listening to this, you guys, okay, Pam, how do, how do our listeners contact you?
2: if Thank they need you. some Pam in okay. their life. Yeah, I forgot about contacting me. Um, so <laughs> so I can be reached via email is typically the easiest way to reach me, which is just my name, simple enough. Um, uh, PamelaPressler at gmail.com. So it's P-M-E-L-A-P-R-E-1-S-L-E-R at gmail. And then um, the other way is to reach me by um, phone, which is my office phone is 455 1301 area code 814 of course and then um, I also have a website which is under construction which is pressler.com but there's also a contact sheet on there that people have reached out to me through that so that's a good way to get a hold of me too Awesome. Um, or if you forget all that just, you just contact us <laughs> and we'll
1: take well, you yeah, there or right to Pam
2: we'll <laughs> drive and, you there and, and I just want to encourage anybody who's listening to not white knuckle it <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah. white knuckle it. I will be available. I'm always happy to help, and just reach out. And even if it's even if you're not ready for therapy, even if you want a pointer, just email me. I'm happy to support people or get people where they need to go. Um, and and I would just say, don't be afraid. to Like I said, don't be afraid to ask for what you need because we're yeah. here and we want to support you in this and get you know get through it together. So
1: for sure, that's a big part of our mission, and that's why we're so blessed to have you on our team
2: yep thank you and i love being a part of this team and you're you're doing wonderful things ladies well right back at you
1: (laughs) thanks pam for coming in today or i shouldn't say that i should say calling Calling in in today (laughs) Um, you're welcome
2: and thank you
1: have a happy holiday season with you and your beautiful family and we will chat soon
2: okay thanks so much ladies yep bye
1: bye. julie and i hope you have enjoyed this podcast Our hope for this holiday season is for you to share your heart with your friends and family, be kind to yourself, and find joy in the little things. If you or someone you know has experienced a pregnancy or infant loss, please go to emmasfootprints.com. Happy Happy holidays. Holidays!